Grace, I think we are live. I think we are, sir. We were like 10 seconds, 20 seconds late. One of these days, we're going to hammer it right on time. Yeah, it's like a, the start to a trail race. You know, it's 7.30-ish. Yeah. So this is episode <laughs> eight. Let's make it great. Boom. I'm Eric Idiot Runner Kosek. And I'm Grace Hot Pants Langheim. Eric is all business in the front of the pack, and I am all about the party in the back. That's right, business up front and party in the back. Together, we are the Running Mullet. And we are going to talk about every aspect of running, the podium to the DNF and everything in between. If you are a runner, this show is for you. Now sit back, get out your foam roller, and enjoy the party. Good evening, look at my, my Grace. Look, look at my headphones. I have a mic. I have headphones. I don't know if I sound better. I hope I sound amazing. You sound perfect. And I rock rough and stuff with my Afro puffs now. So I'm pretty excited about that. And you look like you're professional and you know what you're doing. I do not. That is, that's just, a, that's all fake. It's all fake. Dude, this is the, uh, what, second time we've talked to each other in three days. That's a record. I love it. It's so much fun. It was great to see you in person for a little bit because we haven't seen each other in person since we started this podcast. We got to hang out at Heiner. I know. I got a real hug. It was nice. Yay. We had like two real hugs. It was awesome. Although I got, I also got real hugs from Rhoda Smoker and I got a picture of one of them and um, I might frame it. You probably should. That's uh, it might be the only one you get from her now that you're talking about it. Like you're a weird, crazy lady. <laughs> I'm excited. Did you make it home okay? I did make it home okay. You know what? I was. Um, it was rainy at Heiner. Um, it started raining uh, not at the beginning of the race, so it was super humid at the beginning, as you know, and then started raining later on. And of course, a lot of people um, were cold and needed to get to warmth. And so they headed out. But I put on my rain jacket and I stayed for the DFL and uh, shouted in the last runners. And then I drove home after. Oh, good for you. That's awesome. I didn't realize you stayed to the end. That's great. I, it did. That's, I figure those are my people in the back of the pack. So I should probably <laughs> I should probably stick around. But it was it was super fun. I love seeing um, the last few runners come across. Nice. Before we jump into the Heiner talk, which I think it's what we're planning on doing tonight and uh -huh. kind of, kind of a recap of, of Heiner and what happened and what your thoughts are. I want to, uh, real quick throw out the, I know we're getting crazy requests for like, uh, the running mullet swag and things like that. So uh -huh. what I'm gonna, what I want to ask are any viewers that are on right now, 24 some viewers that are on right now, is for us to do this show. There there is some some things that we have to pay for, right? So the question is, should we go the route of the Patreon thing where people donate their money, um, or should we do more of a swag thing and all proceeds will just go to helping the show. 
Now, I mean, you know, for example, the postcards, the stickers, um, you know, and a couple of uh, subscriptions that we have to do this show live and stuff, it, it all costs money. So I want to know what people's thought are. Do they, do, would they rather have um, clothing or hats or go the other route in the future? We're not looking at this anytime soon. I'm just curious what, what people, what uh, direction they're leaning you know, I love how collaborative you are, Eric. Every time you get an idea in your head, you just pop it out to the community to see what people think. That's awesome. So we'll be anxious to hear what people's thoughts are. Well, the reason I do that, Grace, is because if I don't say it right now, I'll forget it. Gotcha. Okay. Good to know. But right? uh, and some other things we are uh, hope we have some new viewers. Uh, we are live on YouTube. You can post comments live and we can see them. Ooh. Some of them are coming in now. Yeah, about uh, time. <laughs> so love to see those comments. Love to see the conversation along the way and uh, make this an interactive experience. But also understand those of you who are listening the next day. I hope you're listening on your run or on your ride. Maybe you're recovering still from Heiner. Uh, <laughs> so uh, let's, uh, did you want to talk a little? We have, we have guests today. We yeah. have guests. We do. That's crazy. That's, this is going to be a crazy, whacked out show because we have guests. Hopefully it goes smooth. One say, more I don't day. know how crazy it's going to be. <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah. There's more people coming. I mean, it's normally it's just you and I in a quiet room, but now there's more people coming. We got to like act normal. <laughs> no, we don't need to act normal. It's, it'll it'll be fine. We'll, we'll um, somehow entertain people. You can braid your beard again. Right. So Grace, when these people, when these people yeah. join us, are you going to be that the one that pushes the button to join them in and all that? Yeah, I can do that. And you're going to lead in our first person, right? So we have, and I'll give you a heads up what we, we did. So um, just let me back up a couple steps. Let me back it on, back on this train. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you for the sound effects. Yeah. So uh, this past weekend was the Heiner 25K and 50K in Pennsylvania, in Heiner, Pennsylvania. And Eric and I went live from the race. You can find that live episode on uh, the YouTube site and channel. Uh, YouTube channel on the YouTube channel. And uh, we went live for about two hours. We did get rained out. We were hoping to get back on and it just didn't work out because we either had wind or we had rain and electronic equipment doesn't love either. So we did shut it down after two hours. It is a great episode uh, because you do get to hear for some pretty great voices, including the race director, Craig, who let us and our crazy selves um, air from his race for the first time. And we kind of said, Craig, we really don't know what we're doing, but we want to try it anyway. And he said, okay, you can be over here. And, um, he again uh, reached out to me today and just said thank you to us. And we, I was like, well, thank you, Craig. You're awesome. And also a big thanks to Laura, uh, who helped us out getting everything set up and brought us pizza and brought me beer and generally is an awesome person and let me sleep in her tent the night before. So um, yeah. that's kind of the setup is we were at this race, the Heiner 25K and 50K, which is one of the biggest races, um, at least in Pennsylvania, if not the East Coast. 
where about 300 runners are led into the 50K and about 1,000 runners into the 25K. So it is a big, huge party before and after. And so we thought we would bring you some voices from that race including somebody from the front and somebody from the back and rather doing the traditional like we we did get to interview uh the winner of the race ben um on saturday during the live broadcast but we're bringing you uh and and let me just preface this because i had to explain this a couple times we call ourselves a running mullet because eric is a front of the pack runner in uh he's business in the front i am a back of pack runner if not dnf <laughs> And I bring the party in the back, just like I'm all at business in the front, party in the back. So we're going to bring you voices from both, from the front and the back of the pack. We have a front runner um, who is um, a front runner who had a challenging day. So we thought we'd bring you that story because that's not always told. And we had, I'm, I'm not going to call her a back of pack runner, maybe a mid pack runner. Um, who had an awesome day. And we want you to hear that story, what it's like to come back from redemption after a DNF uh, the year prior. So we're bringing you different types of stories from the front and the back of the pack today. Our first guests ever. That's I'm, I set it up, I think. Any questions, you throw them in the chat. Uh, but that's kind of the, the setup, that's what we did this past weekend. And now we're going to talk to some folks. And who are we going to talk to, Eric? Well, we, why don't you go ahead and bring her on? Throw, throw her on the old podcast so people can see I'm her throw face. Up. I'm going to throw yeah. her up. Hey, Mary Keeley. Did I get that right? You absolutely did. Excellent. Um, a quick introduction. Mary Keeley. She started running nine years ago. And Mayori, you can correct me if I get any of this wrong. Um, made a goal of running a half marathon in every state, I guess, by the time she stops running. Um, she's up to 16 now. Is that correct? Yep, that is correct. Um, 2019, she turned to trails, which I think kind of all of us tend to start out. I don't know, maybe not all of us, but I took the same road. I started uh, literally same road. I started out on roads and then went to trails myself. Um, 2019, she turned to trails and finished 350Ks during the pandemic. So kind of went all in, um, didn't look back. Let's see. Uh, last year, she signed up for Heiner 50K and attempted that, had a couple falls early on. The worst fall, you felt you fell on your tailbone, correct? I did. And I felt the impact to my head. And I said, that's it. I'm calling a day. I just couldn't mess with that. So. That's a really hard fall to fall on your basically on your backside and feel it all the way up through your spine in your head. Is I am I assume that's how it happened, right? Yeah, I think that's how it happened because the headache came on and it's like game over. Can't mess with it. Wow. How did that happen? Did you slip somewhere on mud or what? I think we were coming down, if I remember at 50k, like after you do the third climb. After you do the water crossing, there's a big aid station, then you go on a climb. There is a steep climb down, and then you immediately climb back up. And we kept going after that. So that was the, the steep climb back up was the first time I slid down. And it could have been worse, but it was like a couple feet, climb back up. And then my brain was like, keep going, don't look back. So I did that. And then coming down on that hill, 
or mountain, however you want to call that. <laughs> it's um, a mountain. It's I, a mountain. Yeah, it's a mountain. Um, I split. I think I slipped on a rock, and then that just kind of got me on my backside. And yeah, the impact was just. Wow. It was crazy, like instant headache came on. And that's when I knew it's like, okay, there's many more miles to go and you can't mess with it. And um, middle of all of that, the uh, sleeper, Miss Tracy Williams caught up to me. And this year, by the way, she ran her 50K. So she was racing this year. Um, yes. And congrats to her because she did amazing. She was out there killing it. So Last year, she caught up to me, and I was like, Tracy, I don't want to see you this year. And she <laughs> said, you won't because I'm running. So that, that, was, a, that was a really nice thing, um, that she was there when I fell, and she was very helpful in getting me down um, by the next aid station. So how did you, from that fall, and then you, you DNF'd, obviously, what were you like the following days? I mean, was there any side effects from it? Yeah, I mean, physically, I think I was fine, but mentally, I was kind of shaken up, right? First DNF, you don't really know what's going to happen after that. I was scared to go back out and run for a little bit until I kind of felt okay. And even then, just the, I think my confidence was shaken for a little while. And over the summertime, I just picked up other activities just to keep me in shape. But Running was, um, yeah, it kind of dwindled a little bit. And then when I, when I thought I was ready to go at the, towards the end of the summer, I just, I got COVID and that was it for running for a little while longer. And then I think it was December is when I really felt good and felt like, all right, I think I can tackle this one. So signed up for a few races along the way in spring, um, but this was, the Heiner 25K was my highlight. And yeah. I I did not care. I'm I'm gonna fall, I'm gonna crawl, I'm gonna finish this thing <laughs> because I am not missing it again this year. So I wanted to have. Yeah, nice. congratulations. Thanks. So a fun a kind of odd fact that of you is that you're afraid of heights, right? I am afraid of heights. And yeah. Now, does that, what was it like going up to the, like, did you look at the view and does that bother you or is that not that bad? It bothered me. I was shaking pretty good. And <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think the key was, you know, last year when I did this, obviously the first time, you know, you get up there and you don't really want to look back down because if you did, you're shaking. And so I, I saw this last year, right? So that wasn't new. This year, we had an opportunity to go drive up there and just kind of chill and take a look at the view. So this time when I ran up there last year, we just at the wall, we just kind of went to the right. So you didn't run along the wall last year. No. This year, I, I think the 25K does along the wall. The 50K just keeps going. Um, so I did along the wall and oh my gosh that was scary and I had my pulse and I was like hanging on by my dear life I'm like I don't want to fall here not this early in the race um but it was fine I mean I think it's just kind of in your head you know when you look down mm -hmm. and you just you just don't want to look down right so, 
So how was it coming across the finish line, especially with your experience last year? Like how amazing did you feel? So it it was like triumph. I think that's the word I used, right? It, it just felt so good to say, you know what? Last year I didn't get there and this was a redemption. And actually the word that I used was I am coming back for revenge. And yes. that was the joke that went around. It's like, it's a revenge race. I'm coming back. Yeah. I'm going to finish. It felt so good. But, you know, one thing I want to mention about mental toughness that built with this was, you know, mm -hmm. with the fear of height, going through the SOB hill, mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. It yeah. was like, I didn't want to look back down. And at one point, I did glance back. And there were maybe about six or seven people climbing behind me. And at one point I saw a tree, I'm like, I'm just going to hug this for a second before <laughs> we keep climbing, right? And at yeah. some point, like, you had to just tune in to that, like, mental game so much. You mm -hmm. just didn't want to think about anything. You didn't want to say anything. You just wanted to think about that next step. How mm -hmm. are you going to hang on to that next rock? It sounds yeah. so silly if you've done SOB Hill so many times. I have not. That was my first time going through that hill. Oh, and that's true. Yeah. It was scary. I mean, it was scary. And I, I just, like, I did look down afterwards. But, yeah, that was, I think I can do it again. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But it, yeah. it just, like, first time, you know, the fear of heights, it, you just had to tune in that mental game so much that you didn't want to give yourself an opportunity to make a mistake. Oh boy. Yeah. And we have some great comments coming in. I know PJ had said um, someone passed him while he was on the wall. That would be scary. And cool. um, another person just uh, came in to ask, did you use polls during this time? But tell us a little bit about your strategy. Did you use polls? Did you eat? Did you drink? How'd that go? So I tried to use the poles and I had to quickly collapse them because they weren't working. Like I, it kept slipping. So I think I went maybe like 10 feet up and I'm like, okay, the poles aren't going to work here. Um, so I just started crawling on my hands and feet and it's like, it, it, it just felt like a monkey going up a tree, right? <laughs> it's like you're just kind of going up. You just had to use whatever was on your hand. Um, yeah, I mean, the strategy was to use the poles and try to climb back up like that. It didn't work, so you just had to improvise on the spot. Um, as far as food, I mean, I ate what was at the aid station. I thought I was going to keep up with eating. I kept forgetting to eat, and then every couple miles, I was running with a running buddy, Bobby Sue Johnson, and she would remind me, or I would remind her, and like then we would eat, so I think I was okay energy-wise, but I think mm -hmm. that it, it just, um, you forget. And yeah. um, I, think, um, I think it was mile four, I took an ankle twist. And mm -hmm. that's when I started forgetting things. I'm like, okay, I, I'm focusing on my ankle. I know I can't really put a whole lot of pressure on. So really trying to tune that in, I kept forgetting to eat, but I had somebody nudging me, so that helped. Ah, yeah, that's great. And you, so you had somebody nudging you, and I want to ask a little bit about this because you are a member of the Badass Lady Gang, right? I am. 
I was and I will be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what that is, because for a future episode, I want to talk about um, some of the great running clubs that exist out here. I'm wearing my shirt from the York Ridge Runners, um, had many finishers representing from the York Ridge Runners community. And you are a member of the Badass Lady Gang, and I know several of those awesome, awesome runners. And so tell us a little bit about that group and how they supported your recovery and your revenge. Yep. So I think it started with Leanne. Um, that's how I got into it. So I, I, I feel like compared to all the things that Leanne does, and there's a few other ladies who just kind of go out and get that done, right? I feel like a newbie to that. Um, but the idea is you just go and challenge yourself and, you know, be better than yesterday. That's, that's the thing that pops up every day here. Um, so it, it's that's the concept, right? You just go at something that, challenges you and if that that's the idea that's the idea of that as leading and by the way it would be awesome to be on your show with the entire gang here oh that sounds so much fun yeah um and that's leanne martinez uh awesome awesome lady and uh that sounds like a lot of fun have the whole gang we'll have to have a party episode yeah let's do that love to have that <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, as far as recovery, I got messages from that group, like constantly, right? Like leading up to it, the day before, the night before, mm -hmm. even going into the race, there were just constant encouraging messages that came through. Um, I think there were some that came through during, but I was trying not to look at my phone um, because <laughs> it kept messing up with my music. So I, I didn't want to look at my phone. But then I, I saw a bunch of messages come in afterwards and what love that you get, you know, no matter how small things that you think you're doing, it's bigger for somebody else. And right. it, it might seem, I, I mean, look, when the 50K runners kept passing me on mm -hmm. the hill before SOB, I, anything that was built up, my, I feel like a tough runner after going through two hills, I think I can do it. And right. those guys just come in and they are running like they just woke up with all this energy and they just keep climbing. And, it, you know, you feel like you're not doing enough. But to somebody else, you're doing a lot more and you're taking on that challenge a lot more. And you just don't realize because you keep comparing or you keep seeing something right. else that you want to achieve. So I, th I think that for me, that was a moment to pause to mm -hmm. say, you know what? Yes, they did go past. It was a lot of fun to cheer them on, but you still have a lot of fight left in you that you need to climb that SOB hill. And that was the dread, most dreaded thing that <laughs> I just was not looking forward to. And uh -huh. at one point, like we were coming down and somebody said, hey, look at that mountain. That's where the SOB hill is. And the words that came out of my mouth, I don't know if I want to say it here, but just say <laughs> that it, it kind of rhymed with Father Trucker. And yeah. people started laughing and it's like, yeah, I don't want to think about that field right now. So Yeah. 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 Like you said, it's one step at a time. So um, I, I love that message. Like, no matter what you're doing, whatever small step you're taking, there's always somebody else out there who you're inspiring. And I think that 
you know, your story of DNFing and then going through that and then going through COVID, like it can inspire both the front and the back of the pack. That's the cool thing. So what um, advice do you have out there to other people who are, may have gone through a DNF this past weekend, you know, there's some DNFs out there. So what advice do you give to those people who go through those tough times? Yeah, honestly, I will say let it fuel your motivation. Don't let it deflate you down, right? And that's what I took away. And look, I recently went through a challenge um, in a different setting than running. And that challenge I did not overcome. And I kept saying in running, what you learn there is what you're going to apply here. So when one door closes, and others open, you just have to keep your eyes open. And I think that's how this Heiner thing went for me was, I said, I'm not coming back here. I said, no effing way, I'm doing this again. I'm not coming back here. And a month later, the registration opens and I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's let's do this revenge race. So I'm just saying, fuel your motivation through some of those challenges that you didn't overcome. Yeah. All right. I, I gotta, I gotta be that guy because it's me. All right. You, you got your revenge, you got your revenge on Heiner. You did amazing. Mm -hmm. You're happy. The smile says it all. Is the 50 K in your future again? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, it may not be next year. It may be a year after that. It, I think that um, when I left that mountain, I said, hmm, I'm not coming back. See you later kind of thing. Um, last couple of days, I've really given it a thought, and I, I'm not going to say no. I think there there will be something. I, I just don't want to rule that out. So it'll happen. Yeah. It may not happen right away. Nice. Excellent. That was the answer I wanted to hear. And going back to your, you know, you were talking about how the 50Kers were passing you, and you're just amazed, and this and that. And it comes back to, you know, it's hard not to compare ourselves to other people. But the biggest thing, the biggest thing we got to remember is we're all doing, you know, Heiner together. And obviously we're going to compare ourselves to the others that are doing that event. But what we really should be comparing ourselves to are all the other people that aren't doing this crazy shit. Right? <laughs> because... Eric? That's why we are called idiot runners, right? There we go. And it's not, it's not, it's certainly not because we're idiots, right? Anybody who's a true idiot runner truly knows the meaning of the term. And I hope more and more truly get it and that it's not offensive. It's the exact opposite of that. And, but it's not just idiot runners. It's all of us as a whole, whether you think you are an idiot runner or not. Um, you can't compare yourself to others in the field. You, you compare yourself to the population and you're instantly a superstar among superstars. Right. I like that. I like that thinking. Yeah. It's the truth. It really is. So incredible. So what, job. Do you have, what do you have next on your calendar? What's up? What's happening next? Um, I think right now, um, look, since last year, I put on a um, little bit of uh, poundage here and there. So uh, this, this summer, the game is to uh, put on some strength training in my calendar and um, mm -hmm. I really want to think through what I'm going to do in fall and take my time doing that because I, I don't know if it's going to be a marathon, if it's going to be a 50K. It might just be a really tough half marathon. Um, mm -hmm. I Yeah, so I haven't thought about it yet, but 
it'll come. But right now I'm focused on, yeah, just just uh, building up that muscle a little bit and getting healthier again. Ah, that's great to hear. Well, we wish you the best of luck throughout the rest of the the year. I mean, now you can kind of you can kind of kick back and you had a successful year, you know, you can do whatever you want the rest of this time. Yep. That is the plan. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Mayor, so you're, you're, you're more than welcome to to hang out where, right where you're at and we'll leave you on. Or if you want to check out, that's totally fine too. Not going to hurt our feelings either way. We're just going to talk to another guest and go from there. Hey, I want to hear their story. So I'm going to hang on here. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. All right, so I am going to introduce our next guest because he used to be my neighbor. We lived three street, three houses away from each other, and we didn't know it for the longest time. Coming for the first time to a podcast. I don't know how we're the first podcast to have. I don't know, but that's huge. We should be like paying him or something. We should be. I don't know. This is awesome. So we're going to have Andrew Simpson on. Uh, If you don't know about Andrew Simpson, uh, this guy has uh, several wins behind him. He's absolutely at the front of the pack. Uh, World's End 100K, Oil Creek 100 Miler. I listed them and then I put my notes somewhere and I don't know where they are now because I was paying attention to Mayuri. And, uh, oh, there it is. Virgil Crest 100 Miler, Sharp Top 50K, Twisted Ranch 100K, Finger Lakes 50 Miler. Twelfth uh, place at JFK, which is an incredibly competitive race, and so all of those wins plus more wins. However, Adam won already. Adam however, hold on, hold on. So we're we're talking about Heiner though. So Heiner, he's placed third place once and second place three times. <laughs> he's had three second place finishes, and man, I was rooting for Andrew. I was like, this is his year. This was not Andrew's year. So he's coming on from the front of the pack to talk about his experience because sometimes it doesn't always go the way that you want. And we want to hear about we want to hear about those stories, too, and about what he has coming up next. So we're bringing on Andrew. Andrew Simpson. Hi, Grace. Oh, hey. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. Thanks. <laughs> Too much. Yeah. yeah. The wins and then also the, the second places. Uh, you know, anybody who's your your experience at, at uh, Heiner calls you the bridesmaid of, of Heiner. Three second place, three second place t- uh, finishes and, and a third place. And, yeah. and then you tackled it against this again this year. So. Tell us a little bit about how your day went, all the highs and the lows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as you kind of outlined, Heiner's been a tough one for me. It's just one up until this year, I never had a bad day, but I never had a great day. And it just kind of always slipped through my fingers late. Um, so, obviously, with my history, I was hoping to win. Didn't happen. Um, <laughs> it was far, <laughs> far from it. Um First off, I'd like to congratulate Ben Linney for the win. Uh, he's my number one training partner. So, you know, it was awesome to see someone I run with all the time, uh, you know, actually hit their potential. Um, but, yeah, so this year, uh, Reagan took it out uh, really fast. Uh, he ultimately finished second. I think our first mile, Ben and I were kind of chasing him. We ran, we split a 545. 
and he was ahead of us. Um, so that shows how fast Reagan took it out of the gates uh, at Heiner in a 50K. Um, so then I just kind of looked at each other and we're like, all right, I guess like, I guess this is what we're doing, you know, like um, with how ultras are anymore, you can't really let people go. Uh, it's no longer in a competitive race. It's no longer a sport where you can hang out and expect to, you know, storm back late and still win the thing. So we both went um, and up Humble Hill, I, I'm not as good at climbing as uh, either of them. So I kind of let them go. Um, but you know, it was, I was keeping them within, within sight and then you hit the ridge along the top and I was feeling not great, but I'm like, you know, you just climbed a thousand feet. Maybe your legs will come around. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I just kept moving, just focusing on, you know, hitting the splits I needed to, um, you know, still not feeling good. Get to the long downhill into Heiner run downhill is my strength. I'm like, okay, I'll make up some time here. Still didn't feel great, but I was moving okay. So there wasn't there weren't any major red flags at this point. Um, I got to Heiner Run and I saw Ben and Reagan uh, in that you know the long open kind of grassy section at Heiner Run there near the aid station, which I think is mile eight or so. Um, so I, I knew I was still in it, but I just I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was going to necessarily be a special day. I I felt like I was really um, just low energy my legs felt fine um i just like didn't have energy to push and i still don't still don't know why um which you know it, it just is what it is and then you climb up donut hole to start that kind of lollipop section and i just mm-hmm. i don't know my mind just went into outer space and i think i split like a, a 13 minute mile and I, I i knew which is okay but i knew that those guys were splitting faster like i i yeah. I, I know them both pretty well and I knew I knew they were putting a gap on me. And then it wasn't too long before um, I got passed by, I think, uh, Brian, who ended up finishing third. He passed me not too long after that. And I'm already I was just really low energy, just really kind of bonking. Um, and it was I mean, at this point, an hour and 20 minutes in. So it wasn't really something that, you know, wouldn't have been nutrition related or anything like that. I just I didn't feel right. Um and I just, it was kind of frustrating. Uh, so I just, you know, kept moving, mm-hmm. kept getting past, uh, I was going slow. Um, and I remember at one point, uh, right before you kind of loop back on that lollipop on the out and back section, I literally like, I was, I'm, I'm obviously a competitive person. I was so frustrated. I literally had tears in my eyes because I was so angry. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I, I was like, my legs don't feel that bad. I'm taking in calories. I'm drinking. Like, why is my body not moving faster? Like I I had no answers at that point. Like, you know, I was trying to be patient. I was trying to be smart. I was troubleshooting and just, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, pretty much, um, everything, everything I, I threw at the wall didn't stick. And, uh, which is just how it goes in ultras sometimes, which is why I love it. Um, at the end of the day. Um, and then, yeah, so I just continued to bonk until you know you get to hind or run again right before the sob climb and at mm-hmm. that point i'm just like i i don't even care basically was my mindset i ah. i sat down on the bench there which is like ah. I, i've i've done that in like 100 milers but not you yeah know, not in a 50k <laughs> um yeah. and yeah i sat down my my uh my wife and kids were there and i'm just kind of like i just want to like sit here and talk to you and my wife's the ultimate crew member she's like no you need to get out of here and luckily 
Eric Wolfgang, who's another uh, local York runner, mm-hmm. came up. He was he was having a rough time too, and he was like, "Come on, let's go." Uh, so we kind of you know moseyed out of there and went up SOB together. And then I got I got a second wind uh, at the top of SOB, but you know, it was 25, 25 miles too late. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 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 And then, you know, I just, I finished it out. I, I was in a decent enough headspace. I felt like, like I, I, uh, you know, I kept moving. I tried to be as happy as possible given, given the circumstances. I, I guess what would sum up my race, uh, would be, I was walking up one of the early parts of SOB with Eric and I was like, I just, I need to sit down. Like I have no energy. I sat on the side of the trail and I literally sat in like a patch of burrs. So I'm just pulling burrs out of my butt for the entirety <laughs> of the SOB climb. Like that, that was basically Heiner in a nutshell for me. I, I, I mean, I, I reacted like crazy bad to it. I'm like, I have a huge, <laughs> you know, on my back's all swollen from it. But uh, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it was just like, you know, the icing on the cake. Yeah, that, that's how, you know, it's just not your day and you just got to, got to kind of accept it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was pretty much it. You Sometimes know, you Andrew, just gotta you gotta accept the burrs in the butt. That's what you gotta accept. It, it, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Can I ask a question? So, Eric. All right. So, the, I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this because I don't I don't watch podcasts. But I was listening to a podcast this week, and it was a very intriguing one. And it was they were talking about you know I mean if anybody that knows you knows that physically you 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 train hard you were ready for these events um there you do everything right from what i see in your training of your running training but this this podcast was more about going into an ultra or any race for that matter and not knowing that uh mental stressors are are going to affect your race your physical race so basically the guy that was talking had a horrible his day sounded so identical to yours. It's amazing. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, but the only thing that he, the answer that he could find at the end of the day, several days later, weeks later, months later, was the things that were going on in his life leading up to the race a couple weeks in advance. And it wasn't, it wasn't big stuff, but it was stress. It stressed him out more than normal to where that's the only thing he, he deduced uh, gave him this horrible run. I mean, he was, he was primed, ready to go. And it fell, he fell apart early and he didn't know why. And he struggled the whole race trying to figure out why. Uh, is, and I'm not looking to dig into your, your private life. I was going to say, are you doing a therapy session? Eric? <laughs> no, no. But it, <laughs> it really made me think when I listened to this podcast, but it's like, boy, I never really focus on that much. You know, we try to, we try to get enough sleep and all that. But bottom line is, I think we all have stresses in our life and, you know, aren't there mentally 100% all the time. Do you feel like that that could even be a, a slight chance? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so to some extent. I, I hesitate to use it as a huge excuse because I know everyone has those. Um, mm. I mean, my, you know, my, our whole family was sick, you know, a couple, two weeks ago, I guess. Uh, about a strep throat um, that we all shared over Easter weekend. And I I was on an antibiotic, but I actually, I felt physically great um, prior to, prior to Heiner. I, I just gotten off my antibiotic. So I wasn't even on it anymore. You know, I thought I was, 
thought I was good to go. Uh, actually, last year at Heiner, uh, one of my second place years, I, I was very sick on race day. Like I didn't feel good at all. And I had a, a pretty good day. Um, so, you know, I just try to I try to put those stressors out of my mind. And I, I mean, you know how it goes, Eric, with a full time job and two kids. Uh, we're in a similar situation. Your kids are mm-hmm. older than mine. But, you know, it's sleep. You know, I'm not getting the ideal amount of sleep. It, you know, if I if we were pro runners, we would be getting eight nine hours a day and then maybe even a nap after our hard workouts that's that's not reality for you know the vast majority of people so i just i try to put those stressors out of my mind i mean i i always think that it's possible to answer your question i guess in a nutshell but um i try not to overthink it um just because it's almost uncontrollable true yeah yeah i mean it is a lot but I don't know. It's just, it's amazing how much your story, what you, you pretty much explained the whole podcast that I just listened to this week. And <laughs> well, and it clear. happens, it happens to many people, right? So, uh, so it's a, a great story of how it happens in the front. It happens in the middle. It happens in the back. And, and sometimes you got to just take the burrs out of your butt and, and <laughs> <laughs> grab a, <laughs> Mary was talking about how she went up to through SOB and just grabbed onto a tree for a little bit. And, and uh, I, you know. there, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, when you're, when you go out, you said you went out hard in the first, let's call it the first miles across that bridge flat. So you can put down some fast paces uh, if you had the legs to do it. Um, you, you basically said you, you tucked in and were holding on to Reagan at that point. My question to you, and because I struggle with this myself as a towards the front of the packer, but I think it goes for everybody, is when do you decide to run somebody else's race or your own race? And it's really, I find it really hard. Yeah, um, it is really hard. And I think I'm kind of variable with it depending on distance. Um, 100K and above, I tend to just do my thing uh, like I did bandera 100k in texas which uh is a western states golden ticket race that was in january and that one people went out hot and i just did my thing and it ended up being an okay day mm-hmm. um whereas i i feel like at heiner it's gotten to the point where at least at every all of the five times i've done it if you're not in the group of three to the view first um the winners you're not winning the winner has come from that three every single mm-hmm. time i've done it uh so mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, there, yeah, like, so I, I, I wanted to keep them within touching distance, but I did let them go a little bit. You, they weren't in sight at uh, until Heiner run after the view. I saw them, you know, up the view, and then they put a pretty big gap in me on the ridge, uh, ridge section. And then I, I reeled them in a little bit, I think, on the downhill. Um, so I think, I think it also has to do with, how well you know who you're racing i i know i run with ben all the time and i'm pretty close with reagan too i'm actually pacing him at world's end uh in a in a month or a couple months i guess so um so yeah i I know both those guys pretty well i know their strengths know what you know uh might like favor me so that factors in too so i i try to be flexible um, I don't go in with like a rigid plan on race day. I kind of go based on feel. And I, I didn't feel great, so I did let them go a little bit. Right. Yeah, and so... It's a, it's a struggle, though. It's mm-hmm. a struggle. And uh, Ben won... Didn't Ben win last year, too? No, so actually the past... The, 
uh, Jared Burdick. The past that was the oh, thing. Yeah. Ben and I, yeah, Ben and I trained together all the all the time. Um, and the past two years, I got second and he got third. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so we, we were saying this year, we're like, all right, we need to get first and second this year. Like this is getting ridiculous. And uh -huh. I'm glad he held up his end of the bargain. Um, I did not yeah. at all. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I ended up like uh, 10th or something like that this year. Um, so yeah. yeah, but yeah, I was, I was thrilled to see him have a good day. Yeah. And this question came into the chat and I, I think the answer is yes. Um, just cause I was watching, uh, the race that I was watching the most closely was the, the men's 50 K race because it was, uh, just a, a lot of names with very similar, uh, strengths. Uh, so PJ had said, do you have a feel for who your competition will be at these events? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was thinking Ben and Reagan, uh, which I guess was correct because they got first and second. Um, but at Heiner, it's such a huge race anymore that unknowns pop up. Uh, like, for, in two, for instance, in 2018, when Wesley Atkinson won, um, that was his first win. I mean, he obviously ended up, you know, tearing up the course record at World's End and Eastern States with just phenomenal times. But that was his, that was his first win. I remember we were running up there and we're like, who is this kid? I think he was like 18 or 19 at that point. We had no idea who he was. Um, so, I mean, there are, yeah, you can't, you can't discount anyone because anyone can show up and, you know, have their arrival, so to speak. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Strava snooper or an ultra sign up stalker. You, you do. Like I, I, yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I mean, it, I, I liken it to, um, you, you know, you wouldn't go into the Super Bowl or something without knowing your opponent. You want to know what their strengths and weaknesses are, uh, how, how they like to race. Are they aggressive? Are they going to, you know, sit on, on like on your back and just ride your pace or like, what are they going to do? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I like to know. <laughs> So do I. It's so much fun yeah. to watch and, and yeah. to watch the front of the pack and to also watch all my friends who I know are going after big goals or revenge runs or whatever those <laughs> are. And a sure. race like this is so fun because there's so many, um, so many people are in it. Uh, Kip had asked, do you have any specific workouts designed for Heiner? <sighs> That's the, well, I, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask because I feel like I've never quite nailed it. Um, so, I mean, Grace, you're familiar with our terrain around here, especially yeah, my old terrain, uh, since I used to live really near you. Um, yeah. We would literally train on the same roads. So, yeah. I mean, I, this year I did more vert than ever, um, and I had a bad day. I don't know if it was my training um, or what, but basically around here, we're looking at, I think our biggest climb around here is 600 feet. and there are mm -hmm. two of them and that's over at like Helm Hills uh, nature preserve on the mm -hmm. Susquehanna river. And that's about as, as much as we get. Um, so it's just, it's hard to train properly for Heiner. I, I feel like maybe really the best way for us for Heiner is just speed work. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I Ben did a ton of speed work. He did a lot less vert than me. He's naturally faster than me. Um, he was a sub 15 guy, uh, in the 5k in college. So he has, he has leg turnover that I don't have. Um, but yeah, he, he was just hammering speed intervals. One of my just go-to workouts in general is, a kind of like a hilly road workout of 
three by 20 minute steady state. So I don't know, that's like what 85% effort roughly for that 20 minutes. And then on quarter rest and like toss that in the middle of a, a 20 mile long run where you're running the rest, maybe, um, you know, fat, faster and easy at least. Um, so that's, yeah, just that kind of stuff, steady state, long stuff, just getting your legs turning over because Heiner really is a runnable course. It's not, um, if you feel good, it's runnable. It's not overly technical by Pennsylvania standards. I, I don't think. See, that's what I say. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I, I like World's End is far more technical or, or anything yeah. we have locally along the river here is blows yeah. both of those out of the water in terms of technicality. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you feel that the, I mean, I heard a lot just as a uh, spectator on Saturday I couldn't believe how many people were coming in complaining of, of um, the humidity and mm. cramping and uh, like a lot of people. Do you, do you think that played any part of the way you felt or not? Yeah. I mean, uh, historically I I've had some decent races um, like most notably the twisted branch one that uh, Grace mentioned in the intro where I ran well in the heat, but in general, it's a struggle for me. Um, I did not cramp at all, which is the first Heiner I did not cramp at all. I've always cramped at Heiner. Uh, it, yeah, so it could have been the humidity, but it it didn't lead to cramping. It, if anything, it just led to, um, yeah, n no energy. It, it's possible. I mean, I'm, I'm someone who sweats heavy. I need to watch my salt and water intake uh, in any race that's even the slightest bit warm. Um, so, yeah, long long story short, yeah, I mean, it it certainly may have may have factored in, but not in terms of cramps. Yeah. So, Andrew, sorry, Grace, Andrew, I've I've looked up to you for a long time, probably like five years now. You're, you know, I always tell people, and I, I keep saying this, but don't compare yourself to other people. There's always different levels, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm I'm pretty happy with where I'm at. But I'm also very confident in saying that there's a there's at least two or three levels of fitness, of skill, of running ability above me. And I won't get to that level. I can do the best I can. And I, I like training. I like getting better. But I'm I know there's always different levels. So don't all I can tell I don't I'm not trying to pump you up or anything, but just know. And I think I've said this to you before. Just know that there's people that, I mean, you're as close to elite without being elite in my eyes as, as a as runner can get. The you're Where you're at, yeah, I know you're disappointed with three second place finishes at Heiner, but listen to me say that. You got three second place finishes at Heiner, you know? Like, so it's hard. I know it's hard to swallow probably for yourself. I get it. I'm a competitive runner too. But man, like there's always going to be, it's, where do you draw the line of there's always somebody better than me and I I just can't I can't you know maybe it's just not in the cards for Heiner I don't know yeah no you're right um actually I I mean I I'd been talking about this with my wife and some of my uh closer friends this this um at least is my last time i'm not i'm not doing it next year yeah i'm trying to just do other things i i'm at peace with it i had a bad mm -hmm. bad day uh you know and right whether whether i was going to go out with a win or go out <laughs> with a complete whimper like i did is it, it just is what it is i i yeah i need the, i need to step away from it 
for a year at least. I feel like it's almost been like an unhealthy obsession of like just chasing a win, which is not like really the reason why I want to do this sport. Like there are there are other reasons. So, and there are so many races out there anymore. And, and Heiner's mm-hmm. great. This is no critique at, at Heiner, and I love seeing all the people up there and all all of that. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, there is a, a time and a place. Just be like, you know, like I, g- I gave it, you know, at least four really solid goes and it didn't, it didn't, you know, quite end up the way I wanted, but they were still good runs. I mean, I was, I was beaten by really good people. Uh, so it just, it is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, so yeah, no, totally. I, I, yeah, there's always, always someone better than you. Um, which like, <laughs> as Grace said, I got, I got 12th twice at, at JFK and I mean, that, yeah. 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 I mean, that, <laughs> those kind of races and Bandera really and Western states put things yeah. in perspective of like, yeah, <laughs> like no, no matter how hard you work there, there's a limit to this uh, right. for sure. So yeah, yeah just based now, on what, what kind of talent you're given. And when I, when I first saw you, I saw you like beelining to the car and then I saw you later on, you were in pretty good spirits. Yeah, sorry, I was in a bad, I was in a bad mood. Sorry. I was yeah. like, right after the finish <laughs> yeah but you shook it off pretty quick and when i saw you the second time you were kind of hopping around and saying my legs feel yeah. great so yeah. tell us about that mindset switch you know yeah. how do you put yourself in such a a good mood after that um i mean i'm i'm someone who i think most people think i'm pretty mild but in the realm of competition, I, I kind of transform, I guess. Uh, so yeah, like immediately after the finish, it was still pretty fresh. Um, yeah. But then, you know, it's time to stop acting like a child and <laughs> have some fun with some people, right? The, you know, yeah. it's a good trail running reunion at Heiner. It's no time to sulk. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm someone who, uh, since I felt okay uh, on Sunday, I, you know, I ran a couple more hours, you know, a hilly road route around here uh as far as i was concerned it was it was a bad day but i have a hundred miler coming end of june and it was since i was okay it was time to start training you know it was earlier than i was anticipating being able to to run after heiner but yeah i'm someone with wins or losses i i tend to turn the page quickly i i don't really linger on it i i'm on to the next thing on to the next challenge whatever that is yeah yeah like uh mary had a dnf last year and she finished Mm -hmm. this year and so she called this she called this her revenge race so uh (laughs) tell us about your (laughs) tell us about your next 100 where are you headed uh black hills 100 down south dakota um Ah, as far as i know it's a a really low-key hundred but we were going to vacation there as a family last year but i got in the western states in the lottery so i did that obviously um so yeah we pushed it back to this year i saw there was a hundred miler out there in the summer and yeah kind of fitting it into our vacation plans which um i've never really you know gone on vacation and run a hundred before it's usually been like the focus was the hundred so Mm -hmm. uh, that'll be a change but yeah i'm just uh i'm looking forward to just it's like the opposite of Heiner, right? I think there are like 85 people signed up right now for the whole thing. And I just, I'm looking for an adventure in, in somewhere I've never been, you know, in a beautiful area. So yeah, that's, that's what's next for me. Oh, fabulous. All right. Well, we had some uh, great stories from both uh, the front and the middle of the pack with uh, both of you having some awesome fun and awesome days. So I appreciate both of you coming on. And uh, Eric, do you want to wrap up with any other questions for these two? 
No, I think we we hit the nail on the head for our t- first two guests of our show, though. I, yes. Phenomenal. Best show yet by far. Come on. Well, thanks for thanks for having us. <laughs> Thank you know. for having us. And honestly, this is a lot of pressure, by the way, bringing somebody on a first time on the guest. I hope we did well for you. Yeah, ah, sure. You did beyond well. You did better than I do. Grace is going to cut me <laughs> off from here here on out. Yeah, he raises he his cut hand. You, off, you own it. You own it. He can't cut you off. <laughs> now, we we really appreciate you guys taking your time out and uh, much respect to both of you for what you both do. And like I said, that's the whole point of this show is we're all here for one, one, uh, one big reason. And that's just to run, you know, just run. <laughs> and it's such a cool sport in that we all get to run the same races together and see the same experiences and climb up the same SOB hill and <laughs> and uh, make our way through the finish line. And both of you did. Congratulations on your finishes. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We will be back again next week, Mondays at 730. You can catch us on YouTube. You can also check us on all of the podcasts. And Eric will probably feverishly be messaging me all this week about whether we should do swag or <laughs> or, or something of the sort or uh, what's the other thing patreon well the only other thing i was thinking about to end the show on this is yeah. and i want everybody else to think about this too the problem with something like shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and things like that is we have to order sizes and we we're not in a spot where we can have a ton of inventory so something to think about that's you all have a, you have a whole shed whatever that's for the idiot <laughs> it's a shed it's a all shed. right hopefully 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 next week we are going to dive deep into fkts since yeah. that's like two weeks behind that's our plan but maybe that'll change but anyway thank you so much guys and gals for coming on we appreciate you very much and we will talk to everybody next week All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.